Welcome in, and let's get right into football talk as it is Thanksgiving week, so happy Thanksgiving, but that also means that it's South State and North State Championship Week to decide who will play in the Rock, uh, not this Saturday, but next, next Friday and Saturday for state championships. So, uh, Jeff, should be some awesome ball games on Friday night when you look at the matchups that we've been given for the South State and the North State. Let's jump in into the South State matchups. Yeah, South State, we'll just start. I mean, we'll start at 1A and work our way up to the big daddy, so to speak, the 5 and the 6A uh, match. But 1A, South State's going to be a Lumberton. Uh, they're going to be playing Rich uh, Richton. They're at home against uh, against Richton. So Lumberton, a good ball club, eleven and three. It's going to be an interesting matchup uh, at Lumberton with the one a uh, small school, uh, but Lumberton uh, has been rolling here lately. Yep, the Henry kid at the tailback position for Lumberton is a stud. We hope to have Coach Zach Jones on if Lumberton were to advance in that ball game. We'll get him on the podcast next week. Yep, North State in the 1A. You got Notsipater at Nanawai. Uh Nanawai, uh 12 and 1, Notsipater 12 and 2. Uh so both them ball clubs rolling up there in the North State. So uh it's always interesting when you start getting down to this time of the year. Thanks get day after Thanksgiving, uh you're just down to a few teams, four per classification. So that ought to be a good matchup to see who's going to play in the rock for the 1A state championship. Yep, South State 2As. Scott Central at Taylorsville. Everybody knows what Taylorsville has been over the last few years. The Keys kid at quarterback. There's another Keys out wide uh, making plays. So this Taylorsville's club, uh, nothing take nothing away from Scott Central, but this Taylorsville club brings a lot back. They played in the Rock last year. I look for them to win this one. Just a talented group. Yep. North side, north side of the 2A is Charleston at North Side. Charleston's ten and four, Northside thirteen and zero. Anytime you can have an O next to your name playing in this side of the year, your ball club is uh, rolling pretty good. So there, once again, two A uh, getting down to the uh, getting down to the final two. Yep, and when you look at what we had Jake Wimberly on earlier in the ball game, uh, he pointed to that Northside team and the right. defense that they play. So it will be interesting to see who comes out of the North. When you look at the three A South State. Jeff Davis over at Columbia. Columbia team, we had uh, Chip Builder back on earlier in the year, 13-0. We have Coach Mancuso on as a, one of our interviews later in this show. That's going to be a heavyweight fight when you look at an 8-6 Jeff Davis going to a 13-0 Columbia team. Inter-district rivals. Columbia, to be honest, has all the four-star uh, talent. But Coach Mancuso knows how to win big ball games. He's got seven state titles uh, on his resume. So he'll be able to coach his group up, and they'll go in and uh, really give uh, Columbia a good ball game on Friday night. Yep, north side in the 3A. Uh, ball clubs that if you're, if you're not really familiar with a lot of the north, uh, north schools, you'll hear these names and you'll, you'll say, hey, I've heard of them before. Uh, be County and then Choctaw County. Uh, be County. A uh, big ball club up there in the 3A, uh, but Choctaw County sitting there 11 and three. So, uh, you know, you get that small town atmosphere of football. As you'll hear Coach Mascuso talk about that, uh, but Knott'sby County and uh, Choctaw County up in the North State. And getting close to home and close to our heart, the South State for 4A, Lawrence County comes to the Hornets' nest at Popperville. Lawrence County nine and five on the year. Popperville eight and five. 
And boy, oh boy, that should be a fun atmosphere Friday night as Popperville was able to beat a undefeated and 13-0 South Pike last Friday night to set up this matchup. We do something a little bit different for this ball game in our interview portion. We have Jacob Owen, the head coach for Pearl River Central, come on and speak because he was a common opponent. He beat uh, Lawrence County earlier in the year, and Popperville was able to take care of the Blue Devils. So he's seen them both. He studied film on both of these teams. And then, of course, the role that he played as former offensive coordinator for the Popperville Hornets. So he kind of gives his insight. But, Jeff, what a performance last week by the Hornets. You, they don't put point spreads, and there's no favorite in underdogs officially. But anybody that picked the game in any kind of publication or any media outlet – picked against Popperville last week, and Popperville at home, a defending South uh, State champion, really showed out last Friday night. Yeah, and it was it's something that Popperville, the role that they were in Friday night, they're not uh, – or they haven't been in since we've been covering them as a, as a crew, a broadcasting crew. They were an underdog in their home stadium, as you mentioned, and, and that's something that they haven't uh, come to effect. And I think I've made a point on the broadcast uh, – to be the man, you got to beat the man. And Popperville was the reigning 4A South State champs, whether you want to put them an underdog at home or not. Uh, but they pulled out the win. And just uh, last year, Clay, Lawrence County, or a couple years ago, Lawrence County was a district game for Popperville. But the Lawrence County, they did some redistricting and moved some schools around. Uh, so Popperville is no stranger to Lawrence County as far as played them before. And then up at the North uh, State, uh, I'll just mention these teams before you go right. Greenwood and Corinth plays up in the North 4A. Yep, going to get uh, one of those. The winner will. Just wanted to go back to last week's ball game. Zach Owen, a kid that has played primarily at linebacker, sw swapped over to fullback just a few weeks ago due to an injury uh, from Gregory Swan in his hand and had four touchdowns, Jeff. And that fullback position, you were keeping stats and, of course, providing color analysts. You had that fullback position for over 200 yards in that wing T offense. To say that, the 4A – Three of the four teams left run the That's wing right. tee. That was another reason we had uh, Coach Owen on the night to be able to speak to that. Corinth is a wing tee expert. They pile up a ton of rushing yards each and every year. They're 12-1. and one. You mentioned Greenwood would make their way over as they were able to take care of Louisville. And that's a mouthful. We that's saw right. that Louisville team last year to be able to beat them last week tells you all you need to know about that 13-0 and 0 Greenwood team. Yep, and then if you move uh, one classification up and go to the 5A, this is the – the matchup in the South State that I think all eyes were wanting to see back in the beginning of the year, and it's Picayune 13-0 traveling to West Jones 13-0 right there in Soso. Yep, and it should be, as you've mentioned, uh, really a matchup that people have been anticipating. It's a rematch. Uh, last year's uh, ball game had a controversial call that really played a part. A stock still kid for Picayune thought he had a sack. Most of Picayune's defense from the film that I – I've seen, thought they had a sack really for good reason and uh, kind of celebrated the sack, and then the quarterback uh, runs off and, and scores on that play. So that was a big play in that ball game. That certainly has not uh, been forgotten. I think both of these teams have obviously even gotten better than they were last year, if you can say that, as they come in with clean records. 13-0 and 0 for both. And so, as the old boxing promoters used to say, somebody's O has got to go, and that's going to be – 
a lot of fun in Sosa, Mississippi on Friday night. Yep, and of course everybody knows around this part, like you mentioned before as we record out of Picayune, that this is Coach Dodley's farewell, uh, so to speak, tour this season for the Picayune Maroon Tide. And what a what a ball game uh, to play for the South State uh, Championship with these two. And then on the north side in the – the 5A, we got Neshoba Central and at, at West Point. Neshoba Central, 10-3, and three, and West Point, 13-1. And, and West Point, always the really the favorite coming out of the north for a long time period, too. When you look at that West Point program, it's pretty similar to what Sal Panola was able to do years back and the way that they've been able to dominate this classification and the football uh, that they've played. And so it's going to be – as always, interesting, but you would think West Point's probably going to be the opponent for whoever comes out of the South in the Rock uh, next Saturday night. Yep, and then uh, stepping up one more, the the big daddy of them all, so to speak. I think the Sitze plays on that Friday night, uh, the state championship. They always have that nightcap game on that Friday night. South uh, state championship, Oak Grove at Pedal. They go right across the county line from – uh, Forest County to Lamar County or, or vice versa. It's going to go Lamar to Forest. But uh, Oak Grove in district rivals. But Pedal has been just demolishing folks here uh, coming down to this. Oak Grove 10-3, and three, though. These two ball clubs, no stranger to each other. Yep, we had Coach Mitchell on, Russell Mitchell, the OC for Oak Grove, and a coach – uh, Bulls from Pedal, we've had them on, I believe that was last week. If not, I know Russell was last week, and I think Coach Bulls was too. So if you want to go back and kind of hear from those guys from a week ago and get yourself ready for this matchup, one of the questions you asked is how hard it is to face an opponent twice of Coach Bulls. So that answer is buried inside of that episode last week and then coach Mitchell talked about his talented quarterback and Stewart he had another big game and it defeated a good Gulfport team so Oak Grove's on certainly a roll right. you talked about what Pedal's been able to do that should be a lot of fun not many miles separate the two not a lot of love lost and that's gonna be a dandy yep and then the North State Startville and Oxford these two ball clubs is, seems to be always if not both one of the one of uh, one of the two, if not both, are at this uh, state every year. So it seems like playing uh, Startville twelve and two, Oxford uh, twelve and one, coming into the North State Championship. Yep, they call it the Little Egg Bowl, and I'm a USM guy, so I'll take my shot. This is probably going to be a better ball game <laughs> than, probably, the, than the Big Egg Bowl right. will be, but uh, this should be. Um, Fun to see who comes out on top, and we've already mentioned in this in a lot of these games, you know, not a lot, a whole lot of love going to be lost between uh, these two programs as well. And so, uh, the cool thing about athletics, competition, sports, uh, they'll all by about ten o'clock on Friday, you'll know what the lay of the land and who's going to uh, punch their ticket to play for state titles. And then uh, that state championship week will be a lot of fun for you. We hope to uh, get as many of the coaches that are going to participate in those state championship ball games on still some time from them that way you will be able to hear from them on tonight's episode though Jeff we've got three uh, quality interviews uh, and I think it'll add um, to this South State championship week in a, in a different twist with Coach Owen and then Coach Mancuso going to uh, bring his team over to a tough Columbia uh, team and then to round out the interviews the new head coach for the Pearl River Community College Wildcats and Seth Smith. 
If you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in Picayune. Whether you're hungry for seafood, po'boys, or salads, go see Kelly's Po'boys located in Picayune and proudly serving Pearl River County for nearly 20 years. It's a little bit of New Orleans right here in Picayune. We're excited now to be joined by head coach of the Pearl River Central Blue Devils, Jacob Owen. And Jacob, thank you for taking time for the podcast, bud. Man, uh, thank you guys for, uh, for having me. Appreciate it. Jacob, we're going to pick your brain, man, about uh, a club in Lawrence County and then also um, – Popperville, you're a common opponent for both of these teams, so we thought uh, no finer person to interview than yourself. Let's start with the Cougars of Lawrence County. Kind of tell us what you know about them, Coach. Y'all were able to take care of them pretty good earlier in the year. I believe that was a 21-point victory by the Blue Devils. Yeah, man. Um, you know, Lawrence County is a program that was uh, was a district rival. You know, when I was at Popperville, it was a district rival for us, and. Uh, I always kind of thought they were a program that was up and coming. Um, Coach Anderson, you know, took over there a couple of years ago, and um, uh, I think he's got got it going in the right direction. So, I mean, you know, just from a, an overall viewpoint, you know, Lawrence County is a program that's trying to become uh, that team in, in South Mississippi to beat. You know, they're they're trying to to get on the level of um, of a Popperville. Um, and uh, Coach Anderson has done a good job, him and his staff, of having those guys uh, ready to play. Uh, they got some uh, some good players on defense. Um, you know, a couple linebackers, uh, the Madison kid, number 12, um, Dunn Away, number 13. Um, they're pretty stout up front. They've got a uh, McLean kid who, uh, you know, he looks like he could play for the LSU Tigers. Mm. You know, he just he's 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 put together like a college football player. Um, and then offensively, you know, they're pretty explosive. They got some, they've got some backs um, that can really go. You know, number seven Pittman, uh, number eight Cooper, number one Lewis. All them guys can uh, can do some things. Can take it. They can take it to the house anytime they touch. You know, touch the ball if you're not you know gap sound and, and doing your job. Um, you know. Uh, they run the wing tee um, offensively, um, although they don't look, you know, exactly like Popperville. They do a few things different. Um, but they probably look a lot like Popperville did, you know, when um, Coach Beach was two years into running his system there. You know, they're just, you know, not quite as polished. Hmm. Uh, but they, they got an offensive line that's uh, not very big, but they get after it. Um, they got some backs that can score at any given time. Uh, and they got a stout defense um, that plays well. Coach, it's interesting. You made the comment there about, you know, just studying, getting ready for Friday night's broadcast. You, Of course, you watch yourself, or, or we watch as a crew, we watch Popperville. And then you turn on Lawrence County, and you nailed it. I mean, we knew you would, but those backs are explosive. But just watching uh, this Popperville offense over the years, and certainly you've played a part in that, but that is a clean, clean wing tee that, that Popperville runs, is it not? It's like a machine, you yeah. know, like a 
like a finely well-tuned machine. You know, uh, you look back at uh, the play that Kaysen made last week, mm. which I thought was kind of the nail in the coffin. Uh, the long run that he had. Yeah, I like to jump out the window in that press box. I was so <laughs> jacked up he saw that cutback. I still don't know exactly how he saw it. You probably got a better insight on that, but what a beautiful run you're talking about. Well, from the time they start learning how to run gag, there's there's a certain bit of training that goes into uh, to seeing that cutback. You know, even when you're running on air, you know, you, uh, you, t- you teach your guys to – you know, to look for that cut back and cut back, um, make them cut back. But uh, Kaysen's always a kid that's, that has seen it pretty well. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, you know, to me, the difference between the two offenses is just time. You know, I think Coach Anderson and uh, and his and his staff are going to, you know, make some noise in the future in 4A. And um, they're doing a great job. I just I don't think they're as you know, far along in, in the process of building the program as Popperville is. Coach, when you look at the success that Popperville continues to have, how much pride do you take? And, and you're at the 5A level. I know you all play each other out of district, but I think it's safe to ask you this. How much pride? And then do you pull for uh, the Hornets on Friday night? Well, absolutely. You know, i got a lot of, you know, a lot of friends over there on the coaching staff. My nephew plays over there. You know, I pull for them, except when they're playing us. You know, I, I want to beat them. Um, and, uh, but yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're a special group of kids. Uh, I coached in eighth grade. I think they're seniors now. Um, and, uh, there's, there's, a they're, they're good people over there. A lot of friends, a lot of relationships that, was built in my, my seven years over there. So, yeah, I still root for them. And, Coach, when you've seen what that program, which you keep referencing back, of course, you have a part in that. Um, now that you're at Pro River Central, you're two years in, uh, done with your second year, how tough is it to, to get a program to that level and, and to grow and to build uh, what's been built there at Popperville? Man, it's uh, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It's uh, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of and a lot of people that, that are involved in it. It's not just I've always said building, you know, having a successful football program that's going to sustain success. Um, you can have great coaches, um, be successful. You can have great players and not be successful. Um, you got to have you know a great coaching staff with a great plan. You got to have great kids, not necessarily athletes, but great kids, great people. Um, you got to have great community support. Um, you got to have a great booster club that that that's willing to help you out. Um, and you got to have administrative support. You know, you got to have an administration that puts you in a position to be successful. Um, and you know, you know, Popperville checks all those boxes. Uh, you know, it's 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 very hard, very tough. Yeah, a special place. Um... How special is it, Jacob, to see what Zach's been able to do? You mentioned nephew and a guy that is a tr- has been a tremendous linebacker on this team. Now has flipped over uh, to the offensive side of the ball and had unreal success over the last three weeks in particular with an injury there for Gregory Swan. Just the performance, uh, Jacob, I know you've seen, I believe, the last two games in person, but uh, just the way that he's been able to run the football. Well, you know, kid Zach's a kid that uh, you know, shoot, I shouldn't say kid. He's a he's a man. 
a young man that um you know he's had some adversity in his life and uh he just he's always taken a great deal of pride in um in being tough um above anything else you know he just that's kind of how he wants to be remembered you know he don't care if he's mm-hmm. he don't even care if he scores touchdowns which you know thank the lord for him mm. he's been really blessed here lately to you know, to score some touchdowns and get his name in the paper a few more times, but he don't really care about that. You know, he he prides himself on being a tough high school football player, and um, and I would say that he's he's definitely that. Um, I'm very proud of him. Um, his, his his whole family, his uncle Johnny, his brother Cody, you know, his mama Debbie. You know, they're, we're all very very proud of Zach and the young man that he's become, and um, you know. And, and the player that he is, because uh, I think you, you can you can kind of watch him play football a lot like a lot of other people. You can watch him play football and kind of see how they live their life. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that um, that lays it all out there on the line, and uh, we're very proud for him and very happy for him, and hope it continues. Jacob, one last question. I'd be remiss. I wasn't going to ask you this, but as you answered that question. Um, Austin came to mind, uh, not blood family, but I think you claim him as your own, and he does that as well. How cool has it been to see uh, one of your former players when you were offensive coordinator there at Popperville and Austin Bolton go on and have the success that he has at Mississippi Gulf Coast? Man, uh, Austin is uh, hes very, very special to me. He is like a son. Um He's a special kid, man. He's a great person. Um, I don't know. I don't have any idea what it takes to play college football, evidently, you know, mm-hmm. at, at a high level. He's a Division One running back, period. Mm-hmm. And he's a, an, an NFL person. He's, he's, a, he's a great person. And he's somebody that you want in your program, you know, uh, I don't understand. You know, a yeah. lot of these college coaches, you know, look at his height. You know, this, the end zone is not the Ferris wheel. It doesn't have a height requirement. Right. You, know, you can, you don't have to be a certain height to get in the end zone, and he's been able to do that. He's a winner. You know, and, and everywhere he goes, you know, his personality kind of bleeds over and is infectious to everybody else. Um, and, you know, a lot of guys, he's likable, you know. and Yes, he is that for sure. But uh, it would it would mean a lot, you know. I, I think that uh, the Gulf Coast stands a great chance of it. Um, I think Popperville stands a great chance of it, um, and it, it would be pretty neat to see. Well, Jacob, man, as always, we appreciate our time with you. We good to catch up, and uh, we know you're away. We we hope that we'll get a good report from you. Maybe tuning in on Friday night to us and our broadcast team. You were always very supportive of us when. When you were there at Popperville, and uh, we appreciate uh, the kind words and the time that you always give us. All right, brother. Thank you. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, God bless y'all. Love y'all, and good luck. Thank you, Jacob. Same to you, my man. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we are reshaping the mammography experience. We are the only facility in the region offering a 3D mammogram with the lowest patient dose of radiation, all with increased comfort and confidence. Our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. 
Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. Whether you've hit a home run or a foul ball, for all your real estate law and closing needs, call Cruise Law at 1-769-242-2500. That number again is 1-769-242-2500. Call Bill Cruz at Cruise Law. We're honored to have Coach Lance Mancuso on tonight's show. Coach Mancuso, the owner of seven state championship titles and, of course, the coach over at Jeff Davis County. And, uh, Coach, a big matchup against Columbia this week. We appreciate you letting us steal some time on game week. Oh, uh, it's a pleasure. Glad to be able to talk with you guys. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a huge matchup for us. And I guess if you're playing this week, all of them are huge. Absolutely. Everybody wants to be playing on the week of uh, Thanksgiving. And, Coach, an inter-district rival or matchup against uh, Columbia, but we'll get there in a minute. Let's hear some about uh, this club, a club that's 8-6 and six coming in. We know that y'all always play a tough non-district schedule, and then you were fortunate enough to get to play a tough district schedule as well. So just kind of tell us about your team, Coach. Yeah, you know, we've uh, – uh, our guys have really, uh, you know, been been through it this year. You know, uh, we, we like you mentioned earlier, um, things were really tough early in the year. Um, you know, and and then we hit a spell where we, we had about seven guys that got hurt, you know. So, uh, going in the district, we were, we were really banged up. And, um, you know, these young men, they, they've kind of just, you know, stood the – up together and um you know they kept working and you know uh, at one point we were during the year so uh and oh and two in the district so uh you know a lot of a lot of football teams probably would have would have folded the 10 at that point but i think through our history and our, our tradition and, and and these guys that just kind of hung together and um you know uh, we're fortunate to put a little run together and and here we are you know, so, uh, you know, it's just a hard-nosed, tough bunch of group of guys that, you know, we don't have any, you know, five-star Division One type guys or anything like that. Barely got a JUCO guy. But, uh, you know, they just play the game, you know, like it's supposed to be played, and, and I'm really proud of them up to this point. Coach, I'm going to assume that those seven state titles at all of those teams are special to you. But when you describe a group like you have right there that have fought through some things, do the things the right way, can the pleasure that comes from coaching a group like this kind of match up with uh, some of those state title teams? No doubt, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, in, in this business, all, all you ask is, is, is for young men to uh, – you know, dedicate themselves and, 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 and really, like you said, do things the right way. And, and this group's done that. And, you know, they're, they're, they're a great group to be around. They, they, uh, you know, they, they kind of pull together and, and pull for each other. You know, we don't have that, um, you know, superstar mentality on our team where, you know, one or two guys is, you know, kind of, uh, getting all the limelight. So, uh, you know, this is a, a very special group. And, and to see what they've been through and, and, 
you know, to kind of be able to hold it together all year speaks speaks a lot. And, you know, I think that a lot of these guys will go on and, and be really successful in life, uh, you know, at whatever they uh, decide to do. Coach, we had Coach Builder back on earlier in the year, and we kind of talked about how special y'all's district is and how special 3A football in this state can be. But on the 3A level, sometimes the 6A and the 5A guys may not appreciate what it is to be uh, bitten by the injury bug, and sometimes that involves some guys that uh, play both ways. But sometimes your numbers are limited. And, and just how special is 3A football and how different it is uh, maybe potentially from the 5A and 6A ranks? Well, you know, uh, it – it is special, you know, um, because guys are asked to do, or I should say young men are asked to do um, a lot of like, like as far as playing um, both ways and things like that. You know, um, you know, the quality of football is, is just as good. The problem is, is that um, there's, there's really a big drop off after your, you know, your, your starters and things like that. And, you know, uh, when you get to five and six, eight football, you you've got so many more kids to choose from, and and generally, you know, it, it looks um, more like a, a small college, junior college program because you know guys are you know going one way and, and things like that. But you know, you find out about young, you know, um, about their heart, their dedication, you know, and. And they're out there battling on offense, defense, and, and a lot of them play special teams and, and things like that. And, um, you know, you, you come to a 3A football game and, and you wouldn't know if you were at a 5A or 6A game other than maybe the, the number of people that are there because, you know, the quality of football is, is, is really good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, too. Sometimes those atmospheres, Coach, and that 3A, sometimes the food's a little better off the grill and the smoke kind of hovers over the field. I've always found those 3A atmospheres. We used to uh, cover some East Marion and West Marion. We actually uh, covered an East Marion and Seminary uh, ball game when you were over at Seminary. That was, I believe, a third or fourth round over at y'all's place. That was a a fun night. Y'all had a really good club, and I remember that atmosphere. It was a lot of fun to cover. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's um, you know, small town football, and and, and you know, it, it's exactly what you said. You know, you, you got those old grills out there going, mm -hmm. and you got the old timers hanging on the fence, and and things like that. You know, it's it's really uh, you know, really what Mississippi football was built on, and and things like that, and it kind of takes you back those nights, uh, um, you know, when when you got uh, that type of atmosphere, and um, it's it's really exciting, you know. Coach, I, I bring up that seminary team from way back. I guess that team was loaded uh, with some good players. Now you're gonna run into a team uh, that's a district team, so you know what they're all about. But this Columbia team's pretty loaded as well, aren't they? Yeah, you know, from top to bottom, you talk about five and six A uh, football. I, I tell you, when you look at this bunch out there, you know, I mean, it, they they're very impressive, and you know, they have several Division One players, and um, I, you know, just a huge offense and defensive line, and, 
and things like uh, j- just kind of what you would expect to see out of a out of a top-notch football team. And, you know, it's going to take everything we got plus some and probably a lot of luck um, um, this Friday night. But, you know, hey, we're going to go over there and give it our best shot. You know, they got probably one of the best running backs you'll see. Um, um, and the bullet kid, young man, and, uh, uh, you know, so, uh, it's going to be quite a challenge, you know. Coach, no stranger, uh, to big games. And then that Jeff Davis program, certainly a lot of pride. That should be a lot of fun. It'll be one of the uh, first scores that we're checking, uh, Friday night. We cover Popperville football, but we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that score and, Good luck to y'all, Coach, on Friday night, and thank you again for your time this evening. Oh, I appreciate it, and I'm uh, glad to have the opportunity to talk with y'all tonight. Thank you, Coach. All right. Hey, folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know. Ramey's Marketplace is a family tradition starting back in the early 1950s. Ramey seeks to give families a high-quality product at a reasonable price. Ramey's promises to provide products that exceed the freshest standards in all perishable items. Their motto is, you've got quality in the bag. Stop by and shop at Ramey's today, located at 100 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Ramey's is the official marketplace of the Poplarville Hornets. We're honored tonight to be joined by the Pearl River Community College head coach, Seth Smith. And first, Coach, uh, congratulations, and how does that sound, man? Man, it sounds good, Clay. Honestly, still kind of wrapping my brain around it. Uh, humbled and honored. Uh, very excited, but a lot of newness to this job. And just, just looking forward to getting started. Seth, when you look at that job, what intrigued you or, or drew you to uh, want to pursue it and go after being the head coach over there? I guess there's a couple of things. One is it's a place that historically has had a lot of success. You know, I, I referenced it Thursday at the conference that, you know, Coach Hatton helped elevate this, this place to a place it hadn't been at in decades. Uh, so it, it's something that's been done before. I guess another is, is, is playing here as a kid and, and getting an opportunity to come back home and hopefully try to elevate it again to that championship level if they once had it. Uh, those those two things, and I guess a third is, man, I'll tell you, God has blessed me, not just throughout my life, but throughout my career. Uh, as a coach, I've got to coach some awesome kids, man. I've been a part of some turnarounds at some different programs, and, and helping rebuild and restore those programs has been rewarding. But one thing that, that I thought would be neat is, is at this level, you get to go pick them. Mm. So uh, just, just I guess, to try my hand at it to see if, if we've got an eye for what a good football player looks like and try to get them in here and win football games. Seth, you bring up a, a neat point, too. I, I heard you use the trail mix uh, example. I think that was even an interview after the press conference. Could have been in the press conference. But um, in high school, you know who you're getting. You can kind of watch them come through uh, the program, and you, you kind of know what kind of hand you're going to get uh, pretty much from year in and year out. Um, are you a little nervous, or, like, how do you get prepared in – assessing talent and and picking these players you know i'm really not nervous and maybe that's a bad thing but i'm not nervous i have no doubt in my mind that if we do it the right way that we can have a chance to be successful uh you know and, and then as far as uh 
<laughs> all I can go off of is next year will be 17 years. Of course, throughout my whole life from Pee Wee on, been around the game. So got an idea what a pretty good player looks like. And then coaching high school ball for 16 years, there's been many times as a coach that I've had made coached a football player at my school, all right, a college coach comes in, and just because that kid was 5'10 instead of 6'1, they wouldn't offer him. But he was an mm. awesome football player. So it's going to be neat now to find out if you really have to be 6'1. Uh, because we're going to be littered. The goal is just just have great football players, regardless of how tall or big. You know, I, all that stuff would be a plus. But at the end of the day, we just want really good football players. So hopefully our experience of being around high school football these years will help us in, in watching film and, and, and distinguishing, you know, the kind of kids we want. Seth, when you look at coming over there, you mentioned kind of uh, rebuilding and, and what you did at East Central, certainly uh, special in the way that you got uh, that program uh, back back to where they are when you're leaving there. But expectations early, uh, first year, second year expectations uh, goals that you're going to set in that first year. How do you um, how do you go about that? Do you use the same kind of game plan, or is this just a totally different deal? All right, so we'll coach with the same mentality. The game plan will be a lot different, but the the culture and the way in which we coach the kid will be no different. The game plan will be a lot different. Schematically, one is offensively we won't be running two plays. Believe it or not, we'll run a few more. Uh, <laughs> We will oh, be in something yeah. called the shotgun, which is a little different oh, from, from what I've seen. But we've hired some good guys or are in the process of hiring good guys who will be able to help with that. Uh, but, you know, the other thing, Clay, that's different, man, and I may be wrong. Listen, we may talk in a year, and i tell you I lied to you. But the difference here, you know, you talk about going and changing the culture. Half the kids that played here last year will be gone. So you'll bring, be bringing in – uh, half of a team that knows nothing about the past. All they'll know is what they know when they walk in the doors here. So to me, there's so much more about at this level. I think you can flip a program. I think, I may be a liar, I think you can do it faster at this level because because of recruiting one and because, you know, you're cycling kids in every year. So Coach. it's not like you at high school, you, you know, you, a lot of times they'll say your third year is kind of your peak year. Dang, I, I may be wrong, but you go in at this level hoping to win right away. That's the, that's the hope. Yeah, so it's really interesting in junior college because you're building that and then you lose half of it every year. Or in your case, when you're looking to try to kind of build in a different way, you get a fresh start uh, pretty quickly there. Coach, you mentioned staff. I guess we can't really mention names unless you want to go there. But what kind of guys are you going to fill this staff out mentality-wise and uh, X's and O's? So the biggest thing that, that – this is a variable of the turnaround at East Central that a lot of people probably don't realize or recognize. Uh, so when you're going in and you're setting your culture, uh, the one thing you got to make sure is that the culture and the coaches' staff trickles down to the kids. So if you have a – a coach's office or coach's staff with guys who butt heads or negative, honorary, all these kind of different things, that's going to trickle down. If there's division amongst the coaches, there's going to be division amongst the team. So in order for this stuff to work, you got to be evenly yoked across the board from top to bottom. So, you know, obviously we're going to bring in coaches who are knowledgeable, one. Uh, two, who I know have no doubt in my mind are going to love the kids, are going to try to empower the kids. And then three, have enough humility 
to listen to each other and try to help each other and grow with each other. You know, if we do those things and that stuff trickles down to the kids, and that's when you have a lot of fun. Coach, the upgrades and facilities there that have gone on really over the last, I guess, five years, particularly under um, Dr. Brearwood's leadership and Jeff Long, you talk about your staff, even at, uh, and I hate to say it, the level up, but the administrative uh, feel that, that they've given you. I heard you say the keys to the car. How have they kind of treated you since you've come on board or even during the interview process? It was one thing, obviously, on my way over for the interview, I kind of knew in my head if a couple boxes were checked that I'm coming. But there, if a couple boxes weren't checked, there's no way I'm leaving the situation we're in because my kids love it. I love it. My wife loves it. Uh, we worked really hard to establish the program. They're going to continue to have success because they got some really good young kids coming up. So it's a great – it was – you know, we're comfortable. We're not comfortable in a bad way to where we're just complacent, but we're comfortable to where we love it and it's it sustained all those good things. But it was a no-brainer when I walked in and met Dr. Brewwood. Uh, man, I, I'm going to tell you, most of the time you wouldn't call a doctor of a who is the president of a college campus. You usually wouldn't say, man, that dude's a real deal. <laughs> but he's humble enough to where you could say that dude is the real deal and it wouldn't offend him. He gets right. it. You know what I mean? And so everything I've talked about from a cultural standpoint, they're, they're already doing it. Those are the guys who are above us, and we just hope that all the stuff they're doing trickles down to us and us to the players and so on and so forth. But, no, I mean, that, I said it the other night, and I meant it. He's the kind of leader you run through a wall for. I mean, he makes you want to be successful because you don't want to let the man down. Coach, when you look at the change that you just described mm -hmm. coming over from East Central, the success uh, that y'all have had there, your kids being uh, there, of course, your, your bride – how family-wise and transition-wise, how good is it for you to to be married to a coach's daughter who has, you know, gone through a, a change? Probably I'm assuming Devin moved to Picayune around at least one of your boys' age and knows the expectations of this job and how uh, you're the hero when y'all won on Friday nights or you're an idiot on the way out of the stadium if y'all lost. How, how much has that blessed you, Seth? Well, I guess you told my heroes, I guess one of my heroes better be Miss Diane because, you know, as far as, you know, obviously when you marry a sweet, pretty woman like I did, uh, you kind of look at what they've been modeling their life after up to that point and the one that she modeled it after as far as the coaches. Miss Diane, man, mm. you know, growing up and watching her, you know, because yeah. obviously I was over there all the time. She was a phenomenal, just a great, a wonderful lady, obviously, yep. okay? But, man, just a humble wife who was there and supported. So Devin saw that. So the thing that helps me, and these are other variables that people don't understand. When you choose to be a coach and you work in, in, in the public eye, you know, you're going to get cheered for, you're going to get spit at, you're going to get all <laughs> the above. And, and, and your wife is going to live all that with you. So by her seeing that growing up, She's open-minded enough to understand to listen to what matters and what don't. And that's huge. And she also yeah. knows not to ever come home and tell me anything, good or bad. Don't tell me. <laughs> we, we set that standard years mm. ago. Do not tell me. I don't even want to hear it. Good or bad, don't mm. tell me. And uh, and then from her living the move, she can, she can, I guess, 
relate to our kids better than I can because I grew up in one little community from the time I was born to the time I left and got married, finished playing ball. Uh, that was all I knew. So, But she has lived what my kids are living because for me personally, the hardest thing to do is going to have to tell my babies we're moving. Mm. Perver County was home to me, but, but Jackson County and Hurley is their home. So that was the hardest part probably. Once again, we're joined by newly announced Perver Community College head football coach Seth Smith here on the – Heron Ford Hotline and, and Seth uh, Clay asked earlier about the the facility the you know the things they're doing with uh, Dr. Brearwood and Jeff Long the athletic director things that are you of course it has changed dramatically since you've been up there playing and since me and Clay's been up there in a little while calling games the turf fields in the video scoreboards up uh, you're working at the field house I think we're talking to you right now from the field house everything's uh, gathering what what does that mean. Uh, to get out and recruit these players, to have these facilities, to go up and get somebody from Senatobia or go over and get somebody from Florida with them out of state, uh, what tuitions you have for out of state, to try to bring these people and bypass these other community college and what uh, Pro River Community College has to offer. Well, you, you hope it's a huge selling point because you got schools like Gulf Coast and Jones who are winning on the field, doing a great job off the field with facilities. But, you know, we, you know, we feel like ours are up there with anybody. So I guess the first thing that comes to mind is a kid from Senatobi or a kid from Florida. They don't know. They have no idea about Perver Community College. So if you ever get them on campus, the first impression is going to make a huge difference. So if you can bring them in and show them these things that, you know, hopefully nicer than what they expected, you know, or elevated to a higher standard than what they expected, then maybe you have a shot at getting them. So, yeah, you know, again, that's another tremendous difference in high school ball and, and, and JUCO ball. You're, you're competing for these players in JUCO, whereas in high school ball, who's ever enrolled in that school, that's who you get. So that's a great question, but that, you know, because that's a different entity in this job title opposed to the one before. And some of that stuff, I'm just being honest, I learned along the way. That's just being truthful. Seth, one of the, I guess, it's so much positivity, let me say it this way first, I and mean, I think I know you well enough that I can ask you this and you not be offended. Maybe the one question mark about you being named in, in this position is the recruiting aspect maybe out of state. How do you tackle that, or do you feel like you're going to accumulate enough guys between your personality and your staff's personality that y'all will be able to win in some living rooms across the state line? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's important, you know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot you straight. And this is where I, I may do a poor job, but I'm just I'm going to be vulnerable here and tell you the truth. So we've got, uh, let's see, 60 kids we can have on the team. F- only five of those kids will be out-of-staters. And I get it. I've heard it. You better hit on them. But if the other 55 we have aren't really good football players, it's not going to matter if we hit on the five who are good. So it better, you know, our stock's not going to be just on crossing state lines. we got to do a great job of stocking up right here around home at these local schools and in-district schools to make sure when we do get those five out-of-state guys that when they come here that we already have a really good team established. But as far as that, that's all the out-of-state guys. That's why it's important to have a great network. You know, some, really every coach that's coming on here, has, uh, has has played college ball or been, a, been affiliated, coached a little college ball, or knows guys uh, throughout you know their 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 career in coaching high school ball who who work in other states. So uh, that was important too when hiring these people to make sure that they had a network 
just outside the state lines. And, and, and honestly, all of them do. So hopefully that will help us. Seth, uh, i got one more question, brother, and then we'll Ask let me. you get back to it. But when you look at uh, what Coach Hatton was able to, to do there, and, and that's our most recent example, Coach, Coach Dolben and the history there has just been unbelievable. But is this job uh, – is this is going to be hard for you to answer not having done what you've got to do yet. But it's got to be harder now without the districts to have to really recruit each player uh, that you get. I mean, with – is this is this the best way to do this to not have districts? I, Clay, I don't know. I don't. I, I'll say this. I think this is the hardest way to do it. Mm. Uh, I don't know that it's the best way, but from and, and you know this, you know me good enough. I'm not going to worry about something I can't control. Yeah, right. We have faith. Look, we'll go recruit the best ones we can. If they don't come, we still going to love them. If they do come, we're going to love them because you can't make a kid come. Uh, looking back on it. You know, I'm, I'm looking in this wall right now in this mm. office, and uh, it says national championship in 61 and 04, and in state title 03, 04, 05. It's a four-year run of state titles. So, yeah, during that tenure, how much easier would it have been to go to the your in-district schools and tell that coach, all right, I'm protecting this kid and this kid. Go to the next school, do the same. And you get them. They don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. They don't have a choice. So. Two of them state right. titles was Mr. Oliver from right over there in Little yeah, Bitty, East Marion. Right, right. So mm. the difference is now, back then, Mr. Oliver had to go here. Now, uh, Mr. Oliver, he could go to Jones, Gulf Coast, Northwest. They get to choose. So, man, uh, I, I guess my answer would be uneducated, but I'd be silly not to say that surely that was an easier way to do it, mm. but this is still a possible way. Yeah. And you've got, I mean, certainly a, a fertile ground right around you. You've got a bird's eye view. I believe you were probably at the Picayune game on uh, Friday night. I don't even know, like, where we are as far as discussing programs. But that Picayune uh, machine is pretty well old, aren't they, Seth? There's some WD-40 on it for sure. <laughs> There's no question about that, yeah. Seth, man, we appreciate your time tonight, brother. We hope to visit with you more down the road. But, it's always good to catch up with you, and once again, congratulations. Thanks, fellas. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving. You too, Seth. All right.